Welcome to the Sovereign Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arzu Babri. In this community, we embark on a journey towards self-discovery in order to reclaim our sovereignty and live a life rich in connection, meaning, and purpose. Welcome back, everyone. I hope that you're all doing well. We've officially made it to the last week of July and the week of a new moon, actually, which is happening on Thursday. And new moons are a great time for new beginnings and setting intentions. So if any of you feel called, I would encourage you to put some time aside this week to do a small ritual or some self-care practices to help invite in new opportunities or anything that really speaks to your heart and soul. In today's episode, we are going to cover the six basic human needs, why they are important, how imbalances within each of these needs can show up in our lives, and some practical tips for you guys to tie this all together. So first of all, let's briefly cover where this idea originates from, because most of you have probably heard or are familiar with Maslow's motivational model that places human needs in a hierarchy pyramid, and his theories are very much in line with other theories within the realm of human developmental psychology. And since his time, many other people have built on this idea of basic human needs. So there are many other categories that people have come up with. But if you look closely at the essence of each one, you will see that there are very, they are very much in line with one another, but use perhaps different descriptive words. So what I've done for you guys today is group all of these various ideas into similar categories so that it's all cohesive and in one place. And something very important to keep in mind is that as humanity develops and evolves as a whole, it's always a great idea to revisit these psychological theories and make them relevant to today's society. So because of that, I've added in an additional seventh category that we will cover once we have gone over the other six. So our basic human needs are very much in line with our behavior and what motivates and drives the decisions that we make in life. So the expression of these core psychological needs is closely linked to our sense of fulfillment and happiness. And we need to have a healthy expression of each of the various within each of the various categories of needs for a balanced life. Now, if you look at most models of basic human needs, at the very bottom, you will see the physiological needs like food, water, air, sleep, and shelter, which are pretty self-explanatory. So for today's episode, we are going to be focusing on the more complex categories of spiritual and psychological needs. And something else to keep in mind is that we not only have our basic needs, but we also have secondary and tertiary needs as well. So these can include anything from home, furniture, luxury homes, sports cars, designer clothes and vacations and so on and so forth. And some may argue that these aren't really needs, but what happens is that when we fulfill the most basic needs, there comes a desire for the secondary and tertiary needs. And Abraham Maslow actually refers to this by saying the following. He says that, For the man who is extremely and dangerously hungry, no other interest exists but food. Life itself tends to be defined in terms of eating. Anything else will be defined as unimportant. Freedom, love, community feeling, respect, philosophy, 
may all be waved aside as fripperies, which are useless since they fail to fill the stomach. Such a man may fairly be said to live by bread alone. But what happens to man's desire when there is plenty of bread and when his belly is chronically filled? At once, other and higher needs emerge and these rather than physiological hungers dominate the organism. And when these in turn are satisfied, again, new and still higher needs emerge and so on. This is what we mean by saying that basic human needs are organized in into a hierarchy of relative propotency. So essentially, once a need is satisfied, our energy will redirect towards meeting the next need, which is just a part of human nature. So secondary needs are the desires and wants that become important when primary needs are satisfied. And these secondary needs are often related to the conscious part of our identity. And while these needs might not be fundamental for basic survival, they do play a role in our psychological well-being. So with that, let's dive right into the six basic human needs. Now, most people have classified these needs from psychological towards the more spiritual needs, but I find that if we approach each on a deeper level, each of these needs has a psychological and spiritual component to it. So for this episode alone, they are in no particular order. So the first basic human need that we're going to cover is love and connection. So this includes a sense of belonging and social connection that most people express through friendship, intimacy, and family, but it can also come through a sense of connection to ourselves, the universe, nature, and God. And if we keep elaborating on this point, for some people, the sense of connection can come through any sort of group or team setting, which can include sports teams, martial arts, creative groups, spiritual groups, office culture, colleagues, mentorships, the military, or even sometimes gangs, because among all of these settings, there is a sense of camaraderie where there is mutual trust and friendship. And in the absence of our basic needs for love and connection, we become susceptible to loneliness, social anxiety, isolation, and even clinical depression. So as you can see, one of the most common ways that most people fill this need for love and connection is through relationships. And this is why majority of people find that they are happiest when they are in relationships because they are fulfilling a basic human need and one that might be particularly important for them. Now, there are many, many different ways in which our needs can feel unfulfilled. So for example, if you were someone who felt like you didn't really get the sense of love and connection at home, you may have found that sense of connection through friends or even animals, and that then would become a very big part of your identity later on in life. And oftentimes, if this need is lacking in childhood, it can potentially lead to falling into relationship dynamics that are manipulative, narcissistic, or even abusive. Now, the second basic human need that we are going to cover is one for safety, which is often classified as a need for certainty and survival as well. So often you will see these terms used interchangeably, but they all fall within the same category. So this is a need for self-protection, for security or control in different aspects of our lives. So this is why people's yearning for a predictable orderly world is so important because it's closely tied to our sense of safety and survival. And again, it can show up in many different ways, including a desire for physical safety, financial security, employment, job, health, family, or even personal security as well. So if you are the type of person who prioritizes this basic human need, you may be someone who values structure 
order, clear communication, planning, consistency in relationships, organized structures, perhaps owning properties, having a savings account and insurance policies, or you may be invested in your own health and wellness. So you can see there's many different categories that this particular need can become more amplified in. So it really boils down to what area of your life this level of security is most important in. And if you were to pay close attention, you will notice that the need for certainty is so important that oftentimes when people are moving or in a new environment that is unfamiliar, the lack of certainty causes a lack of focus in their lives as well. So let's use relationships as an example. Let's say that you're experiencing uncertainty within your relationship dynamic. As a result, you may find it difficult to focus at work due to the lack of security you feel at home. And most often, a lack of certainty in childhood can show up as a strong desire for control in adult life, which can be control over situations or people or both. And then the inability to obtain that control often leads to a lot of frustration for many people. So you can see we can begin to trace back a lot of these root causes of unfulfillment and frustration, most often to our basic unfulfilled needs. The third basic human need that we are going to cover is the need for variety, or some people refer to it as uncertainty. So this is the desire for novelty, which creates the opportunity to learn and stimulates the release of neurotransmitters in the brain that help to motivate us. Because without regular novelty, our motivation tends to decrease and we lose a healthy sense of well-being. Because as most of you can agree, life would be very boring if it was predictable. So this particular need is closely tied to that feeling of adrenaline rush that a lot of people chase. Uh, and it can also be linked to travel, adventure, surprise, spicing things up, and then just generally the spontaneity of life. So if this particular need is top priority in your life, you may find that you are constantly craving a change in your day-to-day -day life and routine. And this basic Human need allows us to be willing to have extraordinary experiences in life and to break out of our comfort zone for new opportunities. So just as an example, if you grow up with strict parents or a conservative upbringing, you may want to venture out and explore more in your adult life to fulfill this need for variety. Or on the flip side of that, you may very well mirror your childhood and continue to live a conservative life. And as a result, you may feel like something is missing in your life or become very judgmental towards people who live a more adventurous life. Our fourth basic human need is one for significance and identity. So this is a need to feel special, important, or worthy. It's often classified as the need for self-esteem, accomplishment, status, respect, and recognition. And again, can show up differently for us based on what we value in life. For some, so for some people, their feelings of significance comes through youth and beauty. And this is why the beauty industry is a multi-billion dollar industry because it's capitalizing on a basic human need that is fundamental for a fulfilling life. And for others, it can be in the form of money, fame, and power. Now for other individuals, this sense of significance comes through relationships. So this is why on a deeply subconscious level, getting engaged is such a milestone in many people's lives because it says I'm important and I've been chosen by someone. And obviously that isn't the case for everyone because some people actually value the sacredness of the union between two souls. But for the vast majority, 
These sorts of things are often linked to a basic human need for accomplishment and status. And if we were to look closely to previous generations, having children gave them a sense of importance and identity, and they would often attach their identity to their children, not recognizing that that child is a completely autonomous human being. So whenever that child grows up to be an adult and they are making decisions for themselves, the parents often internalize the child's behavior and feel that they somehow failed as parents or their need for significance is no longer valid. And for others, this sense of identity and significance comes through spiritual connection and meaning. So there is, again, a large spectrum from which we can fulfill this basic human need. And it's achieved through positive reinforcement and validation in childhood and can be heavily linked to the ego if the intentions behind this need are negatively focused. So let's say that you grew up either in a big family where you felt unseen or with parents that may perhaps have been absent emotionally or physically. So this need for significance may have felt unfulfilled in childhood and can then show up in your adult life as people-pleasing behavior or potentially even domineering over others to show your level of importance and to find that sense of significance that was missing early on in life. The final two categories of basic human needs are very closely linked to our spiritual needs. So the fifth one is a need for contribution and creation. So the, this is the need for helping, service, for using your unique talents and gifts to help change the world. And for some, it's on a smaller scale, while for others, this is on a much larger scale. Now, you may be thinking, well, not everyone feels a need to contribute to the world and Instead, lots of people are consumed with very selfish behavior. And the reason why this happens is because oftentimes most people fail to reach these categories of needs because they are so consumed with meeting the first four that we've discussed and never really reach the need for contribution, which is so important in achieving higher levels of happiness and fulfillment in that it really connects the other needs so beautifully because it encompasses love, security, significance, and novelty on a much grander scale. The sixth uh, of the basic human needs is the need for growth and self-fulfillment. So this involves personal growth through learning, knowledge, expanding yourself. It can be growth through your career, growth in, in, even in health. So again, we can apply every single one of these needs to various aspects of life. And often this is the category that's classified as self-actualization, achieving one's potential and self-transcendence. So it's the desire to become the most that you can be. So it can be physical growth where it can look like having a family as well so that it can be a reproductive goal, which can include finding a partner, keeping a partner, and then parenting. Or it can be on a much more conscious or spiritual level of growth and development as well. So those were the six basic human needs that you will find repeated over and over again within the literature. But I did say that I was going to add in a seventh, seventh category of my own, which is a need for autonomy and freedom, because this is the Sovereign Soul podcast. And I do feel that once we transcend past some of the other needs, there is a strong need for sovereignty, self-determination and self-direction. So we need to be able to exercise choice because if we step back and look at things from a higher perspective, our life is our life alone. And as much as we love connecting to others and learning and growing, it's also important for us to be able to apply and execute our soul's calling. And that often comes through freedom of authentic self-expression.
So now that we've covered the six basic human needs, the reason why there is such a wide array of people within people's lifestyles and how these needs show up is because we either on a conscious or subconscious level have ranked these needs based on importance and value. And a lot of that has to do with our upbringings or some of the more bigger influential experiences within our lives. So just to give you guys some really basic examples, if you're someone who values security, you may invest in a car that is more reliable versus someone who values status and significance may invest in a luxury car. And the same thing goes for clothing. Some people invest in clothing that is either well-made and higher um, quality versus quick fashion to fulfill the need for variety. So as you have seen in some of the examples I listed throughout this episode, we can get our needs met in healthy or unhealthy ways. And our brain is wired to use the fastest way possible to achieve its needs. So often due to our childhood and life experiences, we have established these subconscious ways that help us to meet our needs. And when our basic needs are neglected, we tend to overcompensate in other areas of our lives. So what I mean by unhealthy strategies is that oftentimes conflict is a result of unmet needs. So this is where we end up using our power to meet those needs. So sometimes our destructive actions or habits exist in order to help us fulfill our basic human needs. So anger can be seen as an expression of an unmet need because on a subconscious level, it's a strategy to get our needs met. And the reason why these sorts of things happen is because when we say that it's a human need, it means that it's essential for our overall survival, but we may not have the right resources to meet the necessity in a healthy way. So an example to make more sense of what I said is when couples argue to feel a sense of connection within a relationship. So often couples who feel their need for love and connection is unmet will bicker or or argue because even though they are engaging in an unhealthy way, they feel a sense of connection in that moment that helps to meet one of their basic needs. And again, our individual attachment styles, upbringings, and the negative experiences we have stored within our nervous system brings a very unique flavor to each of these scenarios and speaks to the unhealthy strategy that we either feel most drawn to or that we use most often to achieve our needs. So let's use the example of betrayal within a relationship, because this can obviously happen for many different reasons. But if we were to approach it from the perspective of basic human needs, for some, it can be the result of uncertainty in childhood, which results in a subconscious pursuit of either extreme behavior, uncertainty or adventure in their adult life. And for others, it can perhaps be due to a perceived lack of love and connection within a relationship. And instead of communicating this void or need, some individuals might look for it somewhere else. So those were just a couple of really brief examples to highlight the fact that one outcome can sometimes actually be traced back to two completely different needs. So something that has impacted our basic human needs that is very much relevant to our current lifestyles is that nowadays people have forgotten the significance of our most basic needs and have become trapped by the illusion of the secondary and tertiary needs. And what I mean by this is that instead of establishing security, people are creating debt so that they can give the illusion of a lavish lifestyle to other people. And something that has contributed to this is the the fact that we have credit cards nowadays because people are living outside of their means and not taking accountability for their decisions. And another reason for lack of fulfillment in people's lives is the imbalanced state among the various needs. So some people have become overly consumed with the need for variety 
So they have lost touch with the need for security and contribution. So these are the individuals who are constantly living life moment to moment without much consideration for their personal big picture or their impact on the greater collective. And most often as a result of this imbalance, these individuals long-term end up suffering from anxiety, depression, or a true sense of identity. Now, with all of that in mind, I want to give you guys three practical tips so that you can take the information from today's episode and apply it directly to your lives. So the first tip is to be clear about your needs, because if you don't know what your needs are, you can't get them met. And most often what happens is whatever need you feel the most lack or void of, you will really try hard to get that need met in your adult life. And as we saw in the examples that we covered in today's episode, most often people do this in very unhealthy ways because it's a subconscious driving force within their lives. So begin to get very clear about your needs ahead of time by putting your needs in order of importance. So you can begin by asking yourself, what is the level of importance you give to each one? which one of the needs you strive to meet first and foremost, and then very, very importantly, why? Why do you feel you are particularly drawn to that need? And once you figure out what your needs are and the level of importance of each to you, you can then begin to communicate this more effectively with everyone else in your life. Because honestly, life is one giant healing journey. And that doesn't mean figure out all of your problems and resolve it all at once. It means learn to dance with your needs and express them clearly so that you can begin to embark on this healing journey alongside your friends and family. It doesn't always necessarily need to be this isolated solo journey. And if you start on this point and you're finding it a bit challenging to pinpoint which need is a top priority for you, you can always work backwards by seeing what activities you are the most drawn to. So let's say, for example, you really enjoy going out into nature or exercising or reading, or you're really focused on your career. You can begin to ask yourself why this particular activity or hobby is important to you and then classify it according to the why into one of the basic human needs. The second point is to uncover the healthy versus unhealthy habits that you use to meet each of these needs that we've covered. So to start off, you can list one to two ways in which you get your needs met in a healthy way, and then one to two ways that you get your needs met in an unhealthy way. And the third and final point that I want to cover with you guys today is to begin to reframe your approach. So start by thinking about how you can change your unhealthy strategies into more healthy strategies. So just to give you guys some examples, let's say that you find that you have a very strong need for control, which stems from a need for certainty. So what you can do is begin to shift your focus in terms of creating certainty of self, because this is really the only place that you can truly achieve certainty in. So you can begin to have certainty in the knowing that you can take care of yourself and rise from any challenges in life. And reconciling with our needs for certainty can also show up as finding certainty in our faith or in believing that everything happens for a reason as well. And another really great way to shift out of this need for control is to begin to create stability in our own lives so that we aren't seeking it from others or imposing it on others as well. And the other example that I wanted to cover with you guys is if you struggle with the need for significance, you can begin to recognize that your very existence makes you significant and worthy. And it's not based on anything external, including how much you do for others or your accomplishments. And so significance can come through practicing self-care and self 
self-acceptance as well. So those are just a couple of examples to get you guys thinking in terms of how you can shift out of the perspective that you have about each need. Now, usually at this point of the episode, we move into our episode prompts, but because I've given you guys so much to think about, I want you to actually use these last three points that we covered as the prompts for this week. So feel free to come back and re-listen to just this last little bit of the episode and maybe even work on each point on a weekly basis. So one week you can begin to establish clarity about what your needs are and answer some of the questions that I uh, went over for that particular point and then another week come back and start to uncover some of your healthy versus unhealthy habits and then finally look in terms of reframing your approach and your overall mindset and perspective about today's topic and with all of that being said i really hope that you guys enjoyed this week's topic i hope that it strongly resonated with everyone who's listening to today's episode feel free to share it with your family and friends or whoever you think might benefit from it as well and i'm wishing you guys a beautiful rest of your week and i will connect with you in a future episode